Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So I have a little treat for you. I think you're going to love this episode. I learned so much. You know me. I'm all about give me the practicals. Give me the step by step. I don't want to know just the inspiring quotes and cliches I can find on Pinterest. I want to know things that I can implement, steps I can take right now to move the needle in this area of my life. And when it comes to our most precious resource, resource, (laughs) our most precious, now I can't say it, precious resource. There we go. When it comes to our most precious resource of time, that can be something that we just spend frivolously that we, uh, you know, don't really have a system for. And what I love about Tanya is that she really does unpack the, the, the practicals and some real strategies that we can implement that are simple and massively effective in our daily lives. And when it comes to what we're saying no to, what we're saying yes to, the decisions we're making, how we're staying aligned with our purpose, and so many other things. And so let me tell you a little bit about Tanya so you have some context, and then we're going to dive right in. Tanya is a productivity expert. She's a writer. She's a speaker and the founder of Inkwell Press Productivity Co., a company centered around productivity tools and training. She released her first book, The Joy of Missing Out, this past fall, and I love that title. (laughs) She's been featured on Real Simple, Entrepreneur, Inc., Apartment Therapy, Lauren Conrad, and HGTV, among other places. In 2019, she received the Enterprising Woman of the Year Award and was named North Carolina's Female Entrepreneur to Watch by the Ladders. Casual, right? She's just got it going on, but she's so fun to talk to. She gives us so many practicals. You're going to walk away with a lot of new tools in your tool belt that I think will help you, like I said, guard that most precious resource. Oh, I said it that time. (laughs) Guard that most precious resource of your time. So without further ado, let's dive in. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Tanya, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Welcome to the show. I, a mutual friend introduced us, and when I got to check out your stuff, I was like, okay, She's going to be such a bright light on the show and have, I think, so much to share, and I'm excited. So that said, I think it would maybe be helpful to tell us what you are most passionate about and what your daily kind of like your mission in life when it comes to helping women and creating your, you just wrote a book, The Joy of Missing Out, which I definitely want to talk about because FOMO is a real issue. Um, but tell me a little bit about why you're passionate about this and what, what it is you're passionate about and why, like what sparked that. Yeah, so I'm so incredibly passionate about redefining productivity for women because I feel like 
we think we have to do all the things. Hmm. We have to be running around, checking a thousand things off our to-do list. And yet we slip into bed at night and we feel like, oh, why didn't I get more done? Why didn't I get, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? And hmm. we, we end our days feeling so unsatisfied and unsuccessful. And I really wanted to speak to women and into this season of feeling overwhelmed. I feel like I hear that word all the time. How do you Mm -hmm. feel about your day? Overwhelmed. How do you feel about your job? Overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to speak into that and really have women begin to understand that it's not about doing more. It's doing what's most important. When we really choose to live a life of intention, Mm -hmm. when we live a life of unhurried purpose, we end our days feeling successful. We end our days feeling satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I think that we tend to undervalue that happiness that we feel at the end of the day and how important it really is Hmm. and how that really does help us move closer to that ideal life that we want, that ideal day that we're really looking for. Hmm. Okay. I love what you said, unhurried purpose. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because I have a thought on it, but I want to hear a little bit more of what you mean with that so that I can share accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Well, I like to say to people that I'm a productivity expert. So I talk to people about productivity, but once they get in the door, I'm like, okay, here's the truth. It's really about living with intention. Hmm. It's really about prioritizing your day and living with really with your purpose. So figuring out what your purpose is, what I like to call your North Star, your mission, your vision, your core values, really discovering who you are at your heart, your purpose, your your passions, your priorities, Hmm. and then creating a life that's centered around them. Because I truly believe that's why productivity has failed so many people is that there's these really rigid systems and we think we have to work our life around it. Hmm. And really, it should be us and our priorities front and center. And then let's wrap the system around that. Mm -hmm. Let's play to your strengths and your weaknesses. Let's make it so the things that are important to you do sit front and center every single day because that is when we truly feel better. Hmm. It's, it's not about doing 50 things. It's really about doing fewer things, doing maybe five things with purpose and meaning. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by that unhurried purpose. When we, when we live a life that's really focused in on what's truly important, we really do feel happier. We feel more satisfied and we feel more centered. Hmm. I love that you said that. And kind of in tandem with what you were just saying about building it around your priorities, I've been really thinking a lot on, and this is a big reason why I've made a lot of changes to begin simplifying um, not only my my life, but mostly even my work because I felt like I was being pulled in like 18 directions, partially yes. because I was just being asked for a lot of things. And so I would just create them. And then that became something to manage and something to sustain. And I got to a point where yes. I was like, I don't think I even really like doing that or I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing that. So maybe I need to like pause everything for a while. And so I just did a few simple things, but then really made some big changes to to clear my plate a bit and at, at, to some expense, I guess, but at the same time, ultimately for my soul. And I, mm-hmm. kept, I felt like I kept getting this like thought of how do I build my career around my life, not my life around my career. And I think we yes. often do it the latter way. <laughs> we often build we our do. life around our work. And I've really had this mindset shift in the last year or so of how do I actually build my career or what I what I'm doing around the priorities of what's most important to me in my life? And how have I gotten off track? And then what adjustments do I need to make to get back to that place? If that makes sense? Yes. No, it makes absolute sense. Because I think that we're so busy filling our day 
we forget to fill our soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we do feel like opportunity comes up. People ask us to do things. We say, yes, we say, yes, we say, yes. And all of a sudden we look around and we go, how did I get here? Yeah. Where I'm so stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. I should be living a life that feels happier. I've, I've got these good things in my life. And that to me really is the joy of missing out. Mm-hmm. It's this idea that we dream of this ideal life for ourselves. And there are amazing things in that ideal day, that mm-hmm. ideal life that we have. But there's a lot of things that are missing. Mm -hmm. The feeling of being stretched too thin, the saying yes out of obligation and guilt instead of saying yes out of desire and want, Mm -hmm. the the feeling of of running around chasing our tails being busy all day, those are missing. And I think there is a lot of joy and happiness really nestled there in our days. We just have to cut through that clutter and the noise Mm -hmm. and discover it because it's already there waiting for us. Yeah, that is good. I love what you said, filling our days, not filling our souls. (laughs) Always a good feeling. (laughs) Story of my (laughs) life. (laughs) I've been really trying to get back into that rhythm, like rhythms of rest, though, and figuring out what does that Mm -hmm. look like and how do what does it mean to have a priority and how is that all positioned properly? And I talk a lot about and I get a lot of questions around this. So I think it's important and, and why I wanted to dig into this conversation a bit, because this is my my stance, but I want to hear from the stance of like kind of this productivity intention sta- uh, uh, perspective as well. So I'll, I'll share what I'm thinking and then I want to hear your viewpoint. Um, basically, I feel like I get asked a lot. I'm sure you do too by women asking, how do I find my purpose? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. our lives are so busy mm-hmm. and cluttered that we don't actually know what the purpose in the midst of it all is. Um, and I, I started to really think on that question because it seemed to be the undertone of pretty much every question I was getting, whether it was directly stated or it was like, how do I figure out what I want to do with my life? How do I figure out what I'm supposed to be focused on? I don't know what to focus on. Like that stressful point of what is my purpose in all of this? You know, like what's the point? Yes. And um, I started really thinking about that a lot. And I wrote this in, in my own book, but I wrote about how like i realized maybe our purpose isn't something that we need to find. Maybe it's not necessarily lost, but maybe it's something we need to clarify or something we need to identify within ourselves and allow that to uh, influence what we're doing on the outside. But I think a lot of times we look for it on the outside um, from the position or from the task or from the yes we give or from the thing we do. And I think we need this massive perspective shift of actually what if it already existed and it was unchanging and we brought that to what we were doing, maybe that would create some freedom. And so that's really influenced a lot of the decisions I've made over the last year, kind of the way that I've talked about the idea of purpose. Um, But I'm curious, like you've talked about unhurried purpose, you know, I know in your book, you cover, uh, you know, tools to or, you know, exercises to help you help women discover their purpose and clarify their priorities. So can you kind of share your thoughts on that in general? I know it's kind of a broad question, but it is something that I think women are ultimately in the midst of all the things we say yes to and all the things we do and all the things we juggle. That's ultimately, I think, what we're searching for and what we're hoping for and what we're trying to figure out and grab hold of. Yes, I absolutely, absolutely agree. And I I think that's that's the heart of every question that you get from people when they're like, I'm not sure where to focus. I don't know what I want to do. It's all the same question. What am I here for? Mm-hmm. What, why am I here? And sometimes we lose ourselves when things happen in our lives. You know, maybe it's tragedy or maybe we change roles or maybe we, you know, things happen in our lives and we lose sight of who we are. Mm. I truly do believe that God has a a path designed for each and every one of us, but that path can become so overgrown with weeds that sometimes we can't find it. Mm. But that the breadcrumbs for that path, they've always been there. They've been there all along. We just have to take some time, maybe take a deep breath 
and really start to look for them and discover who, who we are inside because mm. really your your purpose is there inside of you and it's been there all along. So one of the things that I like to talk to people about is really going back and revisiting who you've been in your past. I always say you have to look backwards in order to move forward. Hmm. So if you're feeling like you're not sure what your path looks like, and truly that is, that's the prayer that I pray daily is for God to help me stay on the path, you know, understand mm-hmm. the path that's, that he has designed for me and is calling to me to. And, and so really when we look backwards and we begin to think about who we really are and what we've been in the past, you know, like when you were young, what, what was the career that really appealed to you? Mm-hmm. But not just what was that career, why did it appeal to you? Mm-hmm. What was it about being a teacher or being a policeman or being a, you know, an engineer? What yeah. was it that appealed to you? And start to peel back the layers of onion. I like to say, dig deeper. There's always that question of why, and we get to that surface level, but we need to dig a little deeper. Hmm. Ask why again, and then ask why again. But why did I think that? Why did I feel that? And keep asking that question why at least four or five times, and you'll start to uncover these gems. And then what I like to do is I like to start writing things down. So I talk in the book about the idea of doing like an ABC brain dump, where you just let your mind wander and and free think, and you you just start writing. And then you start looking for these patterns. You start looking for these words that are appearing again and again, maybe Mm. in different forms or in in different ways and start looking and saying, oh, you know what? I keep seeing trailing after me is this. Mm. Like, for example, for me, I was a teacher. I like to say in my former life before I had kids (laughs) and everything else. But a teacher, being a teacher is just such an innate part of me. I find it trailing after me, even when I think I'm not going to be teaching I'm teaching everywhere, even though I'm not in a classroom. Hmm. And so when I was doing this exercise for myself, these words kept showing up again and again, you know, about helping women and empowering women and teaching women. And, and I sort of gathered those together and I was like, okay, education and this service of, of educating women, that's a big part of who I am. But it wasn't like there was this, oh, the clouds parted and the sun came <laughs> right, down. Right. There, I mean, that, that happens in movies. It doesn't hmm. happen in real life. And so it takes a little bit of time and it, it allows, it, it takes you giving yourself some grace of having that time and saying, you know what, this, I'm going to spend an hour today, just really diving into who I am. And I'm going to spend hmm. an hour tomorrow and I'm going to spend an hour the next day. And I'm going to give myself a week, let's say, or two weeks to really dive into this. Because here's the thing, when, when our days are so jam packed, there's so much noise that steady hum makes it really hard to hear that voice inside of us Hmm. and to really see who we are. So taking the time to really clarify that and to, to move aside some of that junk and that noise that allows our purpose to really start to come forward Hmm. and begin to shine. Hmm. I love that perspective. And also that is so true. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Check, check, check. Um, No, so good. And I, I think that is the ultimate challenge, right? To actually mm-hmm. embrace that and do that deep work, like you said. Uh, I think we kind of skim over the top because we are so busy and because there are so many things on our plates. And so at least the biggest challenge that I've had to kind of embrace is how do you allow maybe even some plates to drop for the sake of what's most purposeful, what's most yes. meaningful, what matters most. And that's not a good feeling because we never want to drop or mess up anything. But 
I think that so has been the most freeing thing for me too. Of like, okay, maybe it's time to set this down. Maybe not like crash and burn, but like let's set it down. <laughs> yes. You know what I we mean? We can set it down gently. We can set it down gently. Yes, exactly. I mean, we hear that winners never quit and quitters never win, but winners mm-hmm. quit all the time. That's why they quit the wrong things. Because, <laughs> right. You have to, and that's the thing is, you really have to figure out what is truly important to you, so you can choose to quit those things. Mm-hmm. I really think. That's one of the things that that's really a challenge. And I think you touched on this whole idea of of it's a challenge because we don't think we have the time, but also because it's a little bit messy. And sometimes we don't want to look at things that we haven't done well or or part of our past because it feels maybe painful or it feels hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, when we peel back those bandages and we look at those wounds, when we look at the things in our life that we don't like, that right there is fertile ground for growth because then we know what we don't want. We know, we know, knowing what you don't want is more powerful than knowing what you do want, honestly. Mm. So that's one of the big challenges I think is that people, it, it's, it's a little bit scary to look backwards or to really dive into who you are. But mm. when you do, it really is so confidence building and so empowering and it makes you feel so much stronger because you truly know when you are focusing on different things or you're choosing to say no, you know that it's for a, a point of your purpose. It's mm. really part of, of what is your yes. I like to tell people it's not about saying no. It's about finding your yeses. And mm. your yeses are different than other people's yeses. Mm. So how do we do that? And that's really what I wanted to give women with this book was this all sounds so amazing and fabulous but how do you actually make this work in real right. life like how do you how do you actually do this where you live a life of centered on your purpose while you still gotta mow the grass and pay mm-hmm. the bills and do those things mm-hmm. so that's what I wanted to give women the tools to be able to do mm-hmm. let's figure out how we clarify our days so that we are focusing on what matters most and then we're able to still get everything else done mm-hmm. that needs to happen I love that With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I think clarity, I often say clarity is one of the most underrated yet highly valuable currencies in our culture in our world meaning we talk about like time and we talk about money and we talk about relationships like these are currencies that we value right they're they're assets technically in our life and they're they're resources in our life but as I think clarity is like foundational to how we're going to use those things to how we're going to invest those things to our decisions within those things and in many ways I think clarity affects every other area of our life from our health to our relationships to our finances to our time and everything in between And so we often talk about these higher level, you know, these things that are more measurable, if you will, you know, money, time, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But clarity, I think, is this deeply uh, foundational currency that affects all other ways that we spend anything in our life, our time, our money, our, uh, you know, our sweat, if you will, when it comes to how we work out, (laughs) like all of these other things that we can measure, our weight, our, our calories, our dollars, but like we clarity is a little bit more difficult to measure, but I think the way you measure it is by looking at how we, how intentional those other areas are and yes. do we feel overwhelmed in them or do we feel intention with them? And if it's unclear then, or if we feel overwhelmed with them, then it's pretty evident that there's some lack of clarity going on when it comes to all these things we're spinning. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. I, I couldn't agree more because I like to talk about the fact that Time, focus, and energy are our three most precious resources that we just give away. Mm-hmm. We give it away like it's just, you know, like we have all the all of it in the world, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't hand out dollar bills to everybody on the street if you had a limited amount of money. Mm-hmm. But you think nothing of handing out your time, your focus, and your energy to everybody who just asks for it. Mm-hmm. Instead of really, and I love that you use that word, investing, because that's what we should be doing with those resources, with our time, our focus, and our energy. We should be investing in what is going to really bear fruit in the future. And when you have that clarity, when you understand where to spend those things, Mm. that's when you really begin to see the results of those labors, right? And that's when you really begin to see that growth and we begin to feel like we're flourishing and thriving. And there is a lot to be said for that. Mm. 
So true. So true. Okay. I'm curious you within the book, you also talk about like you give tools to not only discover purpose and clarify priorities, but simplify our lives and achieve harmony. And so I feel like that sounds like so over some, sometimes my my head sometimes like that sounds great. Um, how the heck do I get harmony in the chaos? (laughs) So can you just speak a little bit into what are your thoughts when it comes to harmony and creating harmony in your life? You talk about harmonizing white space, harmonized your yes. What does that mean? And how do we go about that? Well, I think we're so often in pursuit of this mythical balance that we Mm. think that we want this work life balance and we're always in pursuit of balance. And I say we don't want balance. We absolutely positively do not want balance because if all areas of your life, if your work life, your home life and your personal life, if all of those are evenly balanced, you're not moving in any direction. True. Life is a little bit like riding a bike. If you want to turn left on a bike, you have to lean to the side. Now, you mm-hmm. can't stay leaned over for too long. You'll fall over. Mm-hmm. You have to counterbalance. And then you have to lean to the right if you want to go over to the right. And so it's this whole dance of leaning into a priority and then counterbalancing and then leaning into mm-hmm. another area of our life. When we lean into a priority, when we give it our time, our focus, and our energy, that's really when we begin to see those steps getting closer to that ideal day. That's really when we begin to see that growth. But if we don't, if we're trying so hard to keep everything even, we're not leaning anywhere and we're just standing still. Hmm. We're not really moving in the direction we want to go into. So I talk about this idea of let's do away with balance and let's really focus in on harmony. So we look for balance in these little 24-hour pockets of, oh, gosh, I have to get balance. I have to be home at a certain time and I have to do this for the kids and I need to do that. And I need to instead let's zoom out a little bit. And instead of looking at the 24 hours, let's look at the 168 hours of your week, you know, and then start to really feel like, okay, If being at home for dinner is a priority for you, maybe you don't make it home every day. That's balance you're trying to achieve in this 24-hour snapshot. Let's zoom out and say, oh, you know what? I actually made it home for dinner four nights in the week, Hmm. four nights out of seven. That's a win. So it's this idea of having and giving grace to ourselves. Hmm. I think we are so incredibly hard on ourselves. The grace we give to others far exceeds the grace we give to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We tell ourselves these stories of what, a good woman does, what a good wife does, what a good mom does, what a good friend does, what a good manager does, or whatever it is. And we hold ourselves up to these incredibly, incredibly high expectations that are quite frankly, unachievable. So instead, let's figure out what is truly the priority that's hidden there in that story. And then let's figure out by using harmony and zooming out in our week, how we can really put that into our week on a regular basis. So that need is being filled. Hmm. So yeah, so that that's really what I love to talk to women about is let's, let's stop thinking about balance. Let's stop worrying and stressing about that. Let's instead choose to find harmony. And when we have that clarity, like we talked about, and when we have our systems that are simplified, that allow things to run smoother, we're able to find that happiness. We're able to find that harmony. We're able to say yes to our yeses and say no to the things that we don't want to say yes to. We're able to say yes to giving ourselves that white space that we mm-hmm. really need. Those, like you talked about, those, those rhythms of rest are so incredibly important. Mm-hmm. We, we think of rest as this reward for great work. It's actually a requirement for great work to happen. Hmm. We need to inhale so we can exhale. Hmm. And yet in the pursuit of doing everything, in the pursuit of balance, we're chasing our tails, being busy. We're not giving ourselves any time to take that deep breath in so that we can exhale, Hmm. so that we can give ourselves, our fullest selves, to the world around us. It Hmm. really is an opportunity for us to be selfless 
when we take care of ourselves because we can shine our light brighter when our batteries are charged and we can shine it on the people and the priorities and the, the, the you know, the things that are truly most important to us. Hmm. So good. I love it. I love it. It's so, I, one thing that you said that really resonated with me, actually most of it, but one thing that you said <laughs> that really resonated with me was that rest isn't necessarily a reward for hard work. It's a requirement in order to be able to do it. And I think that's something we so often forget in creating that rhythmic rest in our life. It allows us to, it's not necessarily do it in order to be productive, but in some ways like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, right? it's like, uh, if you want to go, it's just like putting gas in your car. If there's no gas and you don't put gas in your car as a reward for driving you put it so that you can drive right so true so exactly. it's the same concept it's like how why are you filling your tank and how are you viewing your choices for filling your tank and normally honestly up until very recently I feel like I had always see rest as something I could do once I emptied myself once I yes. didn't have anything left which makes sense but I've also been the person who's run out of gas on the street in the middle of traffic and so I've learned that very much the hard <laughs> way and had to be rescued that by a stranger way, yes. you know so I'm like okay maybe that's not not the way to go about it. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that makes a, t- a ton of sense. And if we could only adopt that perspective and start applying it to our lives, it would be so different. And I, I want to talk a little bit too about, um, you had mentioned earlier when we were just chatting about this, you had mentioned, um, well, there's two things I want to talk about. The first is you said, it's not doing 50 things, it's doing a few things. And this is something that I often talk about within my community, because I talk a lot about my own story of being multi-passionate. And then in the course of five and a half years, give or take a little bit of time. Uh, I did everything from Etsy shop to blog to photography to coaching mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. sweatshirt shop to <laughs> speaking to publishing, self-publishing, then publishing a book and then podcasting. Like you name okay, the creative you're, endeavor. You're wearing me out I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I yeah. I think I need to take a rest just from listening to that yeah. list. I know. And I, and I, and it was all within a short span of time. And so there was a lot of overlap in that I'd be doing this one and this one and this one at the same time. And then eventually I would like step away from the other one because a new thing came. And that was kind of like the, the cycle of the five, six years of my kind of starting journey and figuring and almost like just discovering like, what is it that I want to focus on? What is it that I want to do? And then what was odd, not odd, but I, I think kind of surprising was that I had tried all these different things and had some sort of success in each one. So then I felt like I couldn't set one down. Does that make sense? Yes. Like everything oh, from, absolutely. I think yeah, a lot I mean, of women struggle with that. Harder. Yes. We, well, we become the go-to person for this. Well, you, oh, you know what? Well, Jordan's really good at that. So she should just do that. Other people do that to us and we do mm-hmm. it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We think just because we're good at something doesn't mean we have to do it. Yeah. You know, it can be a hobby. It can be something we do for fun. It doesn't have to be something we go for mm-hmm. hardcore all mm-hmm. the time. Well, that it's was good to be multi-passionate, yes. but we can't, <laughs> we can't go in all directions at the same time. Yes. And that was, that was the biggest, like I got to this season and I think my season of life change, you know, it was like five years of just like fun and hustle and dream chasing. And then I was like, Hmm, I'm going to want to be a mom. And like, we're traveling a lot and this just isn't sustainable, you know, and I don't have a 25 person team. I've got a team of three and a half or four people, you know, like one part time yeah. and a couple of us. And so with that, it's going, okay, what's sustainable in this season? And what does that mean? Like, what of these things do I want to do as a career? And this was the biggest question for me. And I'm curious if you've ever had this with other women, which is why I'm talking about it. But, um, you know, I kind of had to like lay everything out and I was like, okay, I've done these seven entrepreneurial ventures and I've done this within ministry and I've done this. And I went, which of these am I supposed to be doing as a career? And which of them might be something that I can do within life and maybe not as a 
thing that I have to manage right in that way yes and that was very freeing for me to figure out but it's like my my gut and my heart and my care for all these things it's like oh my gosh did I give up on that too early should I have let that go oh my gosh maybe I should start it again you know and like I do that and I second guess my own decisions and so I'm curious what your response is to that or what your advice would be like if we were in a coaching session right now and I was like okay I've I've identified a lot of things that were something I didn't uh, that I started with but that I couldn't continue managing and I've simplified and I'm focusing on Mm -hmm. just a few things but I'm second guessing those decisions because I cared about those things what would you because I think a lot of women are afraid to make the wrong decision so they never let anything go (laughs) and or they do that or they do let something go and then they're like oh my gosh did I do something wrong because like this isn't easy you know Mm -hmm. so I'm just curious what your thought is and what you would tell me if I mean I actually am just kind of getting free coaching right now it's great um but no I'm serious like what would be your what would be your response to that well I think this is such a good question because I think you're right we get we get stymied and we're afraid to make a decision because we're like well what if I give up on this too soon what if this is not the right thing for me or what if I'm supposed to be doing this and so in the pursuit of trying to do it all we end up feeling like we're doing nothing yeah we end up at the end of the day feeling like we haven't done enough it's this whole idea of you know you can take 50 steps in 50 different directions and where are you going to end up? Hmm. Maybe maybe further away from where you started, maybe in the same spot. But if you instead choose to take five steps, five intentional steps forward in one direction towards one career path, where are you going to end up? Well, five steps mm-hmm. closer to where you want to go, right? Yeah. And it's these little steps that really make a difference. But how do you decide which direction to go in, Mm -hmm. especially when you're multi-passionate? And I completely get that because I don't think there's been an art form or a craft project Mm -hmm. I have not tried in my lifetime and then thought, oh, I could open up a shop doing this. Oh, totally. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Or when people ask for it or or family members tell you, oh, you'd be really good at that. You know, like, and this is my struggle every day is people, you know, I'll get questions like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to retire the shop side of what I was doing for a while because it's a lot of management that you don't see and maybe come back in a, with a different uh, model, right, if we ever bring back something like that. But it's it's a daily request. Like, do you have, you know, merch on this or do you have this or do you have that? And I'm always like, oh, my gosh, did I make the wrong decision? Did I just commit suicide? Like, you know, like business suicide? <laughs> yes. Like, what did I do? And it's that same in your ear of like, oh, maybe I should find a way to do it still, you know? <laughs> it's. We do. We tend to second guess ourselves. And it's so easy to, to sit, you know, in the future and look back at yourself and go, oh, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. Mm-hmm. And you should have done this. And it's hard. And so then we do. We, we second guess ourselves and we're not sure where we really want to go. So what I would really ask you, because truly when when I talk about your North Star, which is your mission, your vision and your core values, your mission statement isn't what you do. It's not about the different tasks or the different things you enjoy. It's why you do what you do. So if you start digging in and here, here we go with that dig deeper again, because I'm always like dig deeper, dig deeper. Let's Hmm. dig into, okay, what are the things that you've been doing that you really enjoy? And now let's dive into why do you really enjoy them? And we're not going to ask that question why one time. We're going to ask it three or four times to really get into why is this something that you really like? And you'll start to see these threads. You'll start to see this little red thread that connects things. Okay. And you'll start to say, oh, I really like this because of this reason. And this thing over here that I thought was unrelated, I like this for the same reason. And then we start to gather these together and we begin to understand oh, this is my mission. This is why I do what I do. Is Mm -hmm. it the creative process? Is it the competitiveness? Is Mm -hmm. it the, you know, what is it? And then when you really understand that, that's when you can create a life, a business, whatever it is you're wanting to do around that why. 
And that's what's really tied to your purpose. Why you do what you do, Mm -hmm. how you're going to do it is your core values and where you want to go. That's your vision Mm. of, you know, your vision statements. So when you have this North star that tells you where you're going, why you're going there and why you're and how you're going to do it, it makes it so much easier to say, Oh, these other things don't make sense for me. Mm -hmm. You know, having the shop doesn't make sense for me because really my core of my mission is to help women, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And having the shop is, is quote unquote fun. Mm -hmm. We think it's going to be fun, but it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I know Mm because I have a shop myself. And so, you know, and then it's easier to say, does that really fit that Mm -hmm. mission of why Mm -hmm. I do what I do? If it doesn't fit, then it doesn't mean you have to let it go, but it it means that it's probably a hobby or something you Mm -hmm. can do for fun, Mm -hmm. but it's not part of who you are at your core. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I like to really use with my business, with my personal life, with every aspect of what I do. I use my North Star as my filter. So when opportunities come up, and there are so many opportunities, opportunity knocks all the time, and we Mm -hmm. think we have to open that door again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not our opportunity, we're still opening that door. And if we ask ourselves, does this really fit why I do what I do? That's our first question. Mm. Does this fit why I do what I do? And if it doesn't, we need to say no to it. We need to shut that door. We don't just slam it. We can close it gently and send that opportunity on its way. Send it to somebody else. Mm. You know, this is that abundance mindset that just because it's not an opportunity that's right for us, send it on its way and give it to somebody else who maybe that is their opportunity. That's their yes. Mm. So really understanding and filtering things through that North Star really can make it easier to figure out, oh, these are the things that aren't really part of the core of who I am, my mm-hmm. purpose. And and it's okay to enjoy them. We want to enjoy lots of different activities and exercises, but it's easier to say, this is where I need to spend the majority of mm-hmm. my time, my energy, and my focus, my three most precious resources. I'm going to pour them into this, mm-hmm. my North Star, rather than everything else, because yeah. we're spreading ourselves so thin that we're not making the difference. We're not making the impact that we're really looking for, the one that we really crave. Yeah. We want to help people. That's that's why we do what we do. We, we want to help people. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to help people doing all these different things, you're not really making that difference. Mm-hmm. Instead, pour yourself into this one central direction, and that's when you'll see that impact being made. And that's when you'll start to see that difference in your own life. And you'll see it not just in your life, but it starts to spread to everyone around you. It's that halo effect that everyone around you begins to feel that effect as well. Hmm. That's good. And I love that you said that because that was that was the thing I think that I was always like, I just want to help women in their faith and in their life and in their family and in their work. And, and I want to help family, like help women with everything. And what I think can happen is when we start to focus on a certain area that like you said, kind of brings you to life. Like you most naturally, this was a big like indicator for me was my husband pointed out. He's like, when you speak to women, when it comes to like helping them live out their purpose like this, it made sense that I wrote a book about finding your purpose. But then what I've really loved to do is give them tools and equip them with ways to live it out, right? Kind of a lot like you, yes. um, mm-hmm. specifically when it comes to their work, because I'm such a creative naturally, like as I just laid out the you know long list. Um, but um, you know, I've, I identified that myself, and I was like, okay, I've had success in these different areas, and so why why have I had success in those areas? Like, what did I maybe do differently? And identifying those things and say, okay. When I've, whenever I get a chance to sit down with a friend, a fellow writer or a fellow, you know, shop owner or someone who wants to do something in one of these lanes, it's the craziest thing because it's like, it just 
gushes out of me. I love to help them in other areas. I love to talk about faith and family and all of these other things as they relate to this. But this is where I actually am most equipped in that I am able to be most helpful. And it comes out of me like lava, you know? And so I started to identify that. And I thought, and my husband pointed it out. He's like, when you speak at these types of events, like, you don't need notes. You just kind of like, it just comes out of you and it's so like clear. And he's like, this is just your, like you're a fish in water and you just need to own that. And I think I had a lot of fear about that because I thought, well, I don't want to neglect the other important things, you know? Right. (laughs) And I had to kind of go, okay, maybe this is a clear indicator. I need to pay attention to it. And I had to have all of these experiences in these different areas in order to best own that. And I share that because exactly with what you're saying, it's like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And I think we can, we really need to get more specific with that sometimes. Like I want to give women the tools to succeed in their dreams and in the areas that like the things that God's put on their heart to do. I want to actually give them tools so that they can do it and do it successfully, not randomly, because I know what it's like to feel like you're doing things randomly, but I've also known what it's like to see success in those areas. And so maybe that's what I need to focus on and everything that's not really enabling me to do that, but distracting me from doing that, at least for the time being needs to go or be simplified or maybe change the the structure setup in which I'm doing it so it doesn't take so much of my time. Um, yes. So I don't know oh if that makes gosh. sense. But. Yes, yes, yes. I couldn't agree with you more because you, you're so right. We're like, well, but I don't want to, I don't want to neglect the women who need help with this. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we do, we, we wear ourselves out and we spread ourselves so thin. If you think about it, it's like having, having water, right? Like mm. having a pitcher of water, we can pour it into a glass and we can see it fill up. Or we can pour it on the floor and it just spreads everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really it doesn't really make a, a difference. It's just everywhere. Instead, let's pour ourselves. Let's pour into our priorities, into our purpose. And let's really make a difference by giving that as much of our time, energy, and focus as we can. Because that is when we see the difference. And it's not to say you can't help people in other areas. But this is the other thing is there's women like you and I who are so aligned with what we talk about. So it's like, You know, I meet someone and it doesn't fit what I'm talking about. You know what? I know exactly who to send you to, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's this whole idea too, because part of what I think that we forget about sometimes is that we as women should be working together and supporting each other and lifting our hands out to one another, you know, handing people up and lifting them above us and helping people along. And when we start to do that, we all lift together. Mm -hmm. We all can begin to make a difference. So yes, it's okay for you to focus in on one area, find people in those other areas that you can send those people to that you trust and that you know, and that you believe in, Mm -hmm. and you know, they're going to get help there because that's that person's area of focus. Mm -hmm. This is that abundance mindset, right? Mm -hmm. That we don't have to help everyone, but we can really make a difference for everyone by sending them to the right places. Mm. So true. Okay. Yes, because the way I've heard it described is to think of like an airport, if you think of what you're doing. And, you know, you're kind of like the central hub and there's these different terminals, but you can't have a million terminals. Like how many airports is, I mean, unless you're at like LA, right? But overall, (laughs) the majority of airports, like our Indianapolis airport has two terminals, A and B, right? And so it's like, okay, A and B is what comes off me. But if there needs to be more than maybe A, B and maybe C, then that's where I need to go. Hey, okay, I might not have D available right now, but my friend does. And like, I'm going to direct you there. And you know, I might not have E right now, but this gal does. And so this is a great place for you to focus. And I'm sorry if I let you down. Like you kind of have to, whatever context that looks like in your life, I think slowly being able to kind of 
be okay with that discipline is so unnatural. And I think that's where we really begin to second guess the decisions to simplify, harmonize, do all of these things, even though we know it's what we need to be doing um, because it's uncomfortable, right? And it's like we can start operating with that scarcity mindset versus that abundance mindset. Well, we, especially as women, we are raised to be givers. We give, we give, we give, and we feel guilty getting. Hmm. And we're so busy being people pleasers, we put ourselves at the bottom of that people pleasing list, right? We want to say yes to everyone because it feels so good when it Mm -hmm. comes out of your mouth. And then 10 seconds later, you're like, what did I just say yes to? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh gosh. And then you realize that that's taking away your focus from what is truly what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And so if instead, if we have this abundance mindset where we are sharing the wealth with the other people who we know will take good care of them, Mm -hmm. that is really, that is truly taking the best care of those people. Because I, you know, if somebody comes to me and they want counseling on something that I don't counsel on, if I say yes, because that that feels good to me, I'm not really doing that person a service. Mm -hmm. I'm really, the best thing I can do for them is to send to someone send them to someone who really can nurture that need that they have, Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be able to do that. I do something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think when we start thinking of it that way, instead that this is the best way to serve others Mm. by saying no, it really is this whole mindset shift. I I like to say that, that productivity, but really life is like 99% mindset. It's all in how we choose to look at things that every time we say, yes, we Mm -hmm. are saying no to something else. There's a hidden no inside every single yes Mm -hmm. that we give. Mm -hmm. So if you start to realize, what am I saying no to? What am I, you know, am I really giving this person the best service that, that, that they deserve? Am I really, you know, is this really something I'm qualified to do? If we start asking ourselves those questions, we can really flip our perspective a little bit and change how we feel about saying yes and how we feel about saying no. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. I have had to really embrace that this year of being okay with the fact that yes means no to other things. Um, yes. <laughs> and that it's no hard. equally means yes to the right things. And it's just that that dance of understanding, you know, okay, with everything that I say yes to, there come it comes with a cost. So I want to make sure it's worth it, you know. Um, Absolutely, and this is part of the reason why in the book I have I have a blueprint that's actually a download that you can get with the book for free. Of it's called Finding Your Yes. Like it goes through a series of questions to ask you to help you figure out is this your yes or is this really a no? Because mm-hmm. I think so often we just think, you know what, I've got 15 minutes, so yeah, that's a yes. Mm-hmm. It's all dependent on time and. It, we really should be asking ourselves the question of, does this really work with my North star? How does this feel to me? You know, why do I want to take this on in the blueprint? We don't ask the question. Do you have the time? And so I think like four or five questions into it, because it's not about whether you have the time, it's whether it really does fit you and your purpose and your Mm -hmm. priorities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so good. I just opened to it because I was like, I want to see what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, yes, I need to go through this. (laughs) I want to verify. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you look at it, the questions are not difficult, but it's just gets you thinking. You know, Mm -hmm. the the first question is like, how does it make you feel? And then Mm -hmm. the next question is like, why do you want to take this on? I cannot begin to tell you the number of times when I've had this printed out for myself and I'm thinking, oh, I should say yes to this. And I write down because I feel guilty Mm. or I don't really want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, okay, this is a no. Mm -hmm. But so often we're just so quick to hand out those yeses that if we just give ourselves five minutes, walk through the blueprint, five minutes to really ask yourself a series of a couple of questions, you'll know whether this is your yes Mm. or whether it's a no. Mm. Okay, I'm about to go do that. 
<laughs> right now. <laughs> I no, it. truly. I mean, and, and getting some of those pieces, like for example, if there's something that you generally know that a yes to, I think what I've now found in my life and I think that a lot of women can relate to is, okay, now within this direction that I'm focusing on, what are the yeses there? Because it's like, do we include this? Do I include that? Does it, do I focus on just, you know, so I think we can pick a direction and then still like, for example, I can give this example. I have a a lot of women that I know and friends of mine who let's say they are photographers, but they also have now got a blog and now they're like, do I take on brand sponsorships or do I only focus on photography? Cause it all kind of goes together because it's a photography brand or something like that. Right. So it's that like, it's related, but it's, is it right? And I think that's the question that we often have to ask. Even once we kind of pick a gen- general direction, we think, oh, I have clarity on this. But then there's all these little decisions and, and opportunities within that wider direction, even though it's definitely more focused. So it's like, okay, what's the one thing I'm focusing on growing with that right now? So yes. anyways, yes. but uh, no, I love it so much. It's so helpful, such a helpful tool. Uh, I can't wait to finish digging into the book more, but For those who are like, I love this, I need more of this clarity in this direction, where can they find you and where can they find your work and also The Joy of Missing Out? Yes. So The Joy of Missing Out is available anywhere books are sold. You can go to joyofmissingout.com and there's a whole list of the different retailers, but it's at Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, you know, you name it, it's there (laughs) kind of thing. And then for me, you can find me at tanyadalton.com. So Tanya with an O and a Y. And I have my podcast uh, linked there. I have Tanya TV episodes, which are my video series where we walk through different things. Like, how do you plan out your month? How do you do team planning with your family and bring them in? And um, then there's also a link there to my products, which are with Inkwell Press. So I, I do have uh, all kinds of planners, daily planners, weekly planners, uh, goal setting planners to really help you you live that best life. So some of the tools that go along with the teachings that I do. Hmm. So tanyadalton.com is is the best place to find find all things about me. Perfect. Well, friends, go get Jomo so you can get over FOMO. This is great. <laughs> Joy of missing out gets over the fear of missing out. I love it. Uh, Tanya, thank you so much for your time, for everything that you're doing to help women in this area of life. I know it is such a challenge and I share that passion in so many ways. So I am thankful for you and the work you're doing. And we are so honored and blessed to have you on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.